Hello, my friends, and welcome to Backable. Business and personal growth very rarely comes in a linear fashion. And sometimes on that journey, we can view some of those growth moments as a setback or a step backwards. But what if the quickest way forward is actually to take that backwards step? Today, TK is once again joined by Philodomo COO Alana Harari to share their growth experiences and the growing pains they've had along the way. Hello, friends. Well, we have a very, very, very special podcast today because my lovely business partner and wife has decided after a few months to yet again join us on the Backable Podcast. Hello, Alana. Hello, Tim. Hi, listeners. Great to have you back. It's great to be back. Well, good. Not much I could say there. It's here I am. Good. Well, it's settled then. It's good to have you back. Now, because you've missed the last few, I'm sure you've been listening. But the reason Lana jumped back on today, because it's a topic that we like to discuss as partners, as a couple, and along, I guess, in all different aspects of our life. But it's a, what we'd say, a counterintuitive idea that a lot of us in SME businesses, a lot of us building our companies, going forward and trying to achieve things in life, it's it's something that we have to always think about. And and the topic today and the topic tonight, which is very, very important, is pulling back in order to go forward. And it's a difficult one, isn't it, Lana? Because we've had to do this on a number of occasions in a number of different businesses, in a number of different personal elements of life. But it's always one that at the time feels really difficult even though you know it's the right thing to do but it's it's hard to as entrepreneurial people it is really hard to feel like you're taking a step backwards knowing that it's essential for us to grow in this area going forward and you i mean maybe we'll kick off first of all we you had to do that a few years ago when you were ceo of your agency it was a difficult one wasn't it it's really counterintuitive because we're always taught You have to be first in the race or slow and steady wins the race, but it's all about moving forward. And what we're never really taught is sometimes pulling back in a completely opposite direction is what you need to be successful, even though you won't be first or even though you won't win the race that you're running currently. It's a very interesting business philosophy, but also something to learn in business that it's not always first. And it's not always the direction you thought you were going in. So the agency, very long story short, it was too reliant on me. And that was always a fault of it. No matter how much we tried to convince people, other people were equally as important. And so we and I pulled the agency down. Yeah. So we had a bunch of employees. There was a lot going on. It was one of our earlier businesses. So we were still in learning phase. But there was just lessons. Yeah. Lots of lessons and tons of different things happening all at once. Yeah, and when someone tells you this will never grow while it's relying on you, you don't believe that because you think that you can always replace yourself and that there are special people out there that can replace you. Yeah. But if it's built being reliant on you, it's always going to be reliant on you. So in this instance, we pulled it down and we put in elements of it that I had no idea and still have no idea how to do. Yeah. There's 
skill sets that I don't have that I can sell, but I can't actually do it. And when you pull down something and build it up without being a technician in that, it's a completely different ballgame. It's a real moment in an entrepreneurial life when you're building a company and you realize I'm self-employed up until a point where I'm selling things I actually don't know technically how to put together or I might not be able to do that, but I know the problem it's solving and how to deliver that solution. And it's a very big step for a lot of people out there because a lot of our listeners would obviously be or in businesses that they are technically very proficient. But there's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because we all think that, well, I can't do that because I don't know how to do it and go, well, that's not actually a business owner. Business owner knows how to put together a solution for a problem. You have a bunch of people, and I know, Tim, you and I are like that. We say we like to hire people who are smarter than us. Yeah. Rubber hits the road when you hire people. Which is very difficult, by the way. I've never found (laughs) one, but yeah, yeah, continue. Wow. Um, It's really hard to live that when you're a business owner because you want the best for the business and you want to hire people, but you keep hiring in your own image. You keep hiring the people who you relate to. When you pull things down to build them back up without yourself at the core, you have to trust. You have to trust that what's being put in front of you is actually going to happen. And again, we're lucky with our hires. They are smarter than us in a lot of areas. But what I believe we've learned is we're smart in business. We can take the right people, take the right skill set, put it in the right place, sell it to the right people, get the right results, but we're not doing. And it's a huge ego thing to not be the one doing and trust. Well, absolutely. And it's it's that whole idea that, you almost become more experienced that once you realize that your what your job is in your business in order to grow it to the next level. Well, I mean, for us, it's been in terms of exponentially more profitable and successful the more we've been away from the technical delivery or operational delivery because you start to bring in some, as you're saying, people smarter than you or how others would say experts at that job. And they obviously perform like superstars because they're – they're focused on it and they know what to do. I mean, how many times have we done this and said, why didn't we do this years ago? But it just doesn't work like that, right? There's a time when we have to be ready to replace ourselves in that certain part of the business, which is sometimes counterintuitive because most of us shouldn't probably be running the businesses that we own. The irony of having to be ready to hear that you're not the best person that can only come experience. You should have gasped at that last statement. It was quite a poignant point. Very poignant. I'm so glad I'm back. Um, <laughs> it's um, well, it's a lesson that we learn again and again. And I know even recently, the lesson that we've learned is managers. You and I are not managers. We're terrible managers. Horrible. Great friends, great implementers, great strategists, terrible managers. Yep. But you can only get to that point. Obviously, you have to have income to hire managers. You have to know what you want the manager to do. But in all the companies we've got at the moment, we've been able to put in really good managers who are so much better than us at what they do, but they're still led by us and our skill set. Yeah. And this is this is the difference between leadership and management. They're not the same thing. And you really have to know where your skill set comes into it and be completely fine with it. And how do you bring the two of them together? Yeah, you have to get very excited by that as well because, I need, I mean, for us when we were sort of – we're always, for those listening, we're pretty much always self-funded at the start. We like the flexibility that brings. We like 
to do that sort of yard. And, and some might say we're just suckers for punishment. But right now, and potentially in a couple of our, particularly in a couple of our companies, we've it's almost the excitement is knowing the person will be able to hire at that point because we know what they'll be able to deliver. We know the relief they'll give us in that area. We know where they'll be able to add their area of expertise and transform. Many SME owners and many people who are growing companies or are stagnant at a certain level, they don't even know, I guess, the next or the person that they could get to completely transform where their company is because, again, it's that counterintuitive thing of, oh, but it feels like I'm taking a step back because that person, I mean, he, he earns more than me and I'm the owner. It's like, who cares? I had a really great conversation with a client about three weeks ago now and they were talking about how great they were at their job and how they could do their job better than anyone that they could hire. Yeah, very proud of that. Very, very proud. And what I had to <laughs> kindly but professionally point out was that that's actually not the case. They might be more skilled, but where they are as a business owner is that they didn't have the time, the energy or the focus to be as good in that skill set as someone else that had the time, the energy and the focus. Yeah, I know the client you're talking about and and the reality of that is their attitude or essentially arrogance towards how they felt that they were great at everything has cost them millions of dollars. Because if they were out of the way in their business or of that element, they would have grown quicker. And admittedly, they said the same once we've had this conversation. But the reality of that is, is people don't realize how much it's costing them or slowing them down. To get there, I mean, you said something interesting at the start, which is that old saying, slow and steady with the race. I mean, it's the dumbest comment it's of all so time, silly. right? Like, no, slow and steady doesn't win the race. Slow and steady is just easy for most people to grasp. Fast, consistent and planned smashes slow and steady by about 50 years. Where on earth does people who are successful be slow and steady? They're obsessively consistent going as fast as they possibly can. You know, why do people get sucked into these sayings? It's just not right. Because is this where we talk about mediocrity and everyone being okay with where they are? But it is, isn't it? Like, imagine that. Slow and steady wins the race. Who would have even come up with that? So my preferred saying, which my dad told me, and if you know my father at all, the irony here, was a Formula One analogy. And I'm sure we can put up links and share all the information around this, but a very famous racing driver said, the goal is to win going as slowly as possible. Yeah. And to me, that's actually the smarter way of doing business. And what we're talking about here in terms of pulling back to build is you still are going to win. You're still going to get there, but you're not going to smash the car into the wall. You're not going to blow millions of dollars every slap that you do. It's the same as business. We're not saying hire 50 people. We're saying hire the right person who is better than you because that's not your skill set in terms of this particular business. Yeah, and you have to – Yeah, I mean, you have to – winning by going as slow as you possibly can is one of those things you have to really analyse around what does that mean for you. You're still going 200Ks an hour. Yeah, but it's also it's, – it's understanding that sometimes continuing to move forward in a direction – is the stupid option. And we see this all the time. We see people that come in and go, but I've been doing it this way for 10 years. And then three months later, they've tripled their income, tripled their profitability, and they feel silly. 
And it's hard because we have to actually have a sit down and talk through the psychology of it's okay because it's all the experiences you had over 10 years that's made this transformation quickly. But secretly, it is silly because they should have seven years earlier re-looked at that. But we just don't do that. And I guess this is the point of us doing this podcast and things is sharing some of those times and experiences that we had is moving forward is just a movement. It doesn't mean progression sideways can be a faster progression than forward there's there's a real psychology in this isn't it because how many times later have we had to we finally felt through we got through a breakthrough in a time of our business and then you suddenly have to invest a huge amount of money finally you're getting some profits and you oh but we have to do this 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 and this now because we're a bigger company a better company and we have to again tool up bigger offices better contracts branding remember i put that in inverted commas like what the hell is that when it matters it really matters because you have to attract the right people you have to attract different clients you you have to enter awards now that suddenly cost money to enter all these things that happen well you start your business for freedom yeah because you want choice and to be able to go on holidays and cash and cash you finally get it and you've got to put in all these things you never knew existed you just get bigger problems yeah but it's, it's good of course but we, I mean, at times when we had to do it, it felt like we had to take 10 steps back. We finally got enough to pay ourselves and now we have to find quadruple that to do something we never even knew existed, you know, because it was just difficult. But this is hard for a lot of people, isn't it? Because you have to, I guess you have to calibrate that sometimes you're going towards your goal at such a rate, but it doesn't feel like you're going forward. Momentum's not always forward in no. business. It can be backwards because that's the smart step. You can fire people because they're not the right fit for the business and you feel like you're going backwards, but actually you never could have moved forward with such people in the team. Yeah, when, you know, I've spoken to you about this a lot of time that one of the big lessons that I got when I was trying to be a martial artist was you assume when someone tries to kick you in the head that the best thing to do is get out of the way. And it is. Yeah, okay, for everyone listening, I have been kicked in the head a few times, but listen to this. When I was training with some world-class martial artists, people who had won world championships, people who have trained world champions, and they teach you that, no, actually, if you see it early enough, you need to step in. Why would you step in? Because it's not about avoiding the blow. It's about being positioned for the counterattack because even if you get out of the way, you're no better off. So you step back. You still got to get back in. But if you get in with limited damage, you're there for the counterattack and where you can start making your own moves. And I think this is a real business lesson. I think for me, this was transformative. Sometimes the complete opposite is the move you need to make. And this is something we laugh about all the time, isn't it, Lana? You're pretty good at it because you're more of a gambler. Like, just do it. Let's see what happens. Me, I like to plan and see things and obviously for all the listeners would know that by now, but it is important sometimes to step into the kick, isn't it? Step into the punch because you need to be, you need to take some damage in order to be in a better position for tomorrow. It is a, well, say interesting. It is an interesting mindset that what we're talking about is that things will be okay. And if you look at it, you know, if you just started out, let's just say you're a freelance graphic designer if it doesn't work out, the worst thing is you go and get another job. Yeah. And that's the worst that can happen. It's not a failure. It's not a failure, but also no one really cares. 
And as you get bigger, you hire employees and you start to build a business, you lose a client. What's the worst that can happen? You have to go and get more clients. And it's which this, you have to do anyway to get great business, regardless. Exactly. And it's this whole, I guess, value mentality around I have to be bigger and better and moving forward to be successful. No, you don't. Who said that? Who said that losing employees is actually a bad thing? Who said that not having an office is actually a bad thing? What we've learned through the last 18 months of COVID is offices aren't fundamental to success. They're fundamental to parts of what we're doing, but the world has changed so much. Why is having an office so important? It's that adaption about, that's what we learned, wasn't it? That can adapt in ways that you never imagined when you've got enough pressure on yourself. Yeah. Now, obviously, you take away an office, you get other problems. You take away employees, you get other problems, but you get a client, you get other problems. Yeah. You win jobs that are too big for you, you have other problems. All we're talking about here is how is it that you attack a problem is not always front on. Sometimes it is a little bit slower and a little bit more counterintuitive to what success looks like in the big, bad corporate world. And that's, I guess that comes with experience. I mean, we probably, when we're in the early days, you feel very reactionary. Decisions to us were, let's make decisions, but they were, what do we need to do today? Then you get a bit more experience, a bit more time, and you say, well, what's the decision that we need to make to set us up for next quarter? Then we're working in three-year allotments. Then we're working in five, and then we realize five's too long, and you bring it back to one, and then you... You keep shuffling it in in terms of where you're at, the resources you had, you're you're at, and what you now need to do to get, I guess, the optimum result with the current resources and current, I guess, experience. And for us, that's been quite a a change, hasn't it? Because we've had to adjust from daily survival to having no money and having to do something versus okay, now we need to plan better. And is this a smart move for where we want to be tomorrow, even though it might stop us doing immediate things today? For me, the biggest adjustment was actually appreciating the fact that you and I have a plan. Mm. And it doesn't matter who else we tell about this plan, we have a plan. So when we get feedback from whoever it might be, team members, advisors, friends, there's a level of irrelevance to that because they don't know the plan, even if they've been told the plan. We're making decisions for five steps in advance. And we used to get told off about this with um, in another company is the people we were working with were focusing on the now. Yeah, We were making decisions based on five steps ahead because we knew what was coming up the road. Yeah, And so when you are taking a step back, left, right, instead of forward, it's where you have to, to be honest with you, ignore people's judgment because they're saying to move forward. But if you're a good businessman or woman, business human, you're taking a step because you know what's five steps ahead. You're not taking a step because of what's right in front of you. And that's a hard thing to have faith in your plan because most people don't have all the pieces so they give you their opinion. No one has all the pieces. No, but at at least you've got a direction. Mm. At least when you know you're going after a direction. I mean, we've had funny situations where people said, why are you doing that now? And then two years later, it's because of we did something that, oh, that makes so much sense now. No, we're just lucky. Yeah, yeah, it's always just luck. <laughs> it was like, no, because there was a a grand plan of what we were trying to do. Now, of course, grand plans only give you a direction. You need to adapt based on the situation. But that general direction, I mean, we, we're running a um, leadership retreat later this year with a bunch of CEOs. 
And it's amazing from their pre-interviews that many people have never set a personal plan personally with their close loved one, with their family unit. And they wonder why sometimes they feel rudderless. It's, it's this amazing thing because we've taken it for granted that we're always planning and we're always looking at what we want to do. We want to change our experiences, but it's not the norm. And this is a real advantage if you're listening out there, which is what is your plan? And at least if you don't have an exact plan, what do you know you want to try and achieve, business and personal? So with that, I guess it is if you're going to win going as slowly as possible, you've got to know what a win is. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going slowly. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that comment there. Yes. <laughs> Aren't you happy I'm back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delightful. It's great to have you. I just think for, for those who are listening, this is a very, very difficult topic if you take a couple of minutes to really think about it. And I think if I was sitting there in your car or listening on, you know, in your earphones right now and you're saying, well, it doesn't really apply for me. So let's ask this question. What's not working right now for you? And where should you be taking a step backwards or a step forwards? Changing the direction, reshuffling the deck, finding a different angle. Because this is the game that we're all in, which is how do we find an angle or one might call it an opportunity by looking or behaving in a different way in a situation? A single sentence can change the trajectory of your life, literally. A single move in your business embarks you on a completely different ride. And this is the thing I think for us, Lana, is when it starts to feel heavy or it starts to feel wrong, whatever it is, we really do reshuffle the decks and we can almost be brutal with that. You're laughing. (laughs) I'll take that as a grant. Again, Lana, thank you for joining us again on Backable. I hope we hear from you a little bit sooner. But for everyone out there, feel free to harass Lana online and tell her to um, get back into the studio. Lana, thank you for having or being back. See ya. See you guys. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you head on over to backable.ai, you can access all the downloadables we've put together. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things Backable and Philodomo, then make sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on one or all of the platforms you can find in the show description below. As always, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. That's all from us for now. Have a great week and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.